Hello and welcome to an episode of Everything is Canon, a Cinelinks podcast. I'm your host, Steve Duncan. However you may have found your way here, thanks so much for tuning in. On this podcast, we invite authors from all genres onto the show to discuss their latest books and novels, as well as just about anything else that comes to mind. If you want to reach me, there are several ways to do so, but the best way is to email me at steve at cinelinks.com, or you can always find me on Twitter at stevedunk5 or at everythingcanon. Today in the show, I'm talking to authors Liz Broswell and Jen Kalanita all about their new Disney books, What Once Was Mine and Lost Legends, The Rise of Flynn Rider, respectively. The 12th book in the Twisted Tales series, What Once Was Mine, asks the very simple question, what if Rapunzel's mother drank a potion from the wrong flower, so that instead of healing properties, Rapunzel's hair could possibly kill you with just a simple touch? As for Jen's book, she kicks off this new Lost Legends middle grade series with a bang, giving us the origin story for perhaps Disney's most lovable roguish hero, Flynn Rider, plus a few other notables you'll surely recognize. We talk about the Twisted Tales series, what is Lost Legends, Rapunzel source material, lots of Flynn Rider, and much, much more. While this is a spoiler-free discussion, the odd minor detail may slip out, so if you haven't read the books and don't wish to be spoiled at all, better stop listening now, but double back after you've read them. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. As always, around these parts, we encourage supporting authors and stories that affirm the lives of people other than ourselves. Each time we either engage in a conversation, whether it be online or face-to-face, now that we can do that again, or each time we participate in the market with our purchasing choices. A reminder that September is National Hispanic Heritage Month in the U.S., so please support the Hispanic communities in any way that you can. Since we talk books here, I'm going to provide a list of some, but not all, of Hispanic authors who, along with uh, uh, with many other independent bookstores, kick all kinds of ass. So uh, look for that link after the show, and that will give you a great list and a good starting point. And this, of course, should be done all year long, not just because the calendar tells you. Okay. I sure hope you like Flynn Rider, because we're about to have a Eugene Fitzherbert Flynn Rider deep dive like you've never seen. Jen Kalanita loves Walt Disney World and dreams of kicking Cinderella out of her castle so she can move in. She grew up not really enjoying reading at all, but thanks to one of her wonderful teachers, got on the creative path, which would eventually link, uh, include writing. Once she started writing, though, the floodgates flew open and she hasn't looked back. She's written a whole whack of middle grade and YA books, including three in the Disney Twisted Tales series with Go the Distance releasing this past April. She's here today to discuss uh, her new book, Lost Legends, The Rise of Flynn Rider, the first book in a new middle grade series that features the adventures of Disney's most lovable roguish heroes as kids. Also joining us, Liz Broswell, uh, the sort of introverted childhood you'd expect from a writer. Liz earned a degree in Egyptology at Brown University and then promptly spent the next 10 years producing video games. She finally caved into fate and wrote Snow and RX under the name Tracy Lynn, followed by The Nine Lives of Chloe King under her real name, and a few short stories as well. Earlier this year, she released Into Darkness, the second book in the Stuff series, a personal favorite of mine, but she's here today to talk about her latest book in the Disney Twisted Tales series, her seventh entry, and the twelfth overall, wow, What Once Was Mine, which asked the very simple question, what if Rapunzel's mother drank a potion from the wrong flower? This is too much show, really, but uh, we'll we'll care we'll do it. It's too much power. It's two powerhouses. Please welcome back to uh, two of the now four Twisted Sisters, Jen Colonita and Liz Broswell. Hi, guys. Woo! 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 woo. Um, so, if it sounds like we're being like maybe too hyper, it's because we just talked about depressing stuff. So we're, we're, gonna, we're compensating. Yeah. 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 Um, so. We've already had the small talk session, so you guys are good. Everything's good. Everyone's great. There's nothing wrong with the world, right? Everything's bliss in the court of Peter. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yes, you're both in New York, and some of you are going back to school. Some of you are not. I know it's different, but as always, we encourage everyone to please 
be safe, follow the science, do right by uh, not just yourself, but all the people around you. I think that's the, the best advice we can say at this point. And absolutely. Yes. St- um, stock up on canned goods. Like- <laughs> oh my God. That went dark really fast. <laughs> um, get that bomb shelter ready. I don't know. Yeah, it's like TTA um, yeah, yeah. instead of TTP. That's right. That's right. Time to apocalypse. Oh gosh. Um, so, so yeah, since the world is just is total shit, we're gonna have some fun here talking some fun, some fun Disney stuff. Uh, yes, I wasn't kidding. Flynn Rider is gonna come up a lot today. Um, that's why I wanted to have you both on because you both uh, have books coming in September that um, feature or at least co-feature this smoldering hotness of goodness Flynn, <laughs> Flynn Ryder, who was, who was unfortunately born with not a great name, but he, he uh, Eugene Fitzherbert, but changed up pretty quick. So that was pretty good. Um, it's been a pretty good year for the Twisted Sisters. <laughs> we we have had a nice year, right? Yes. Right. I mean, you yeah. know, despite like yeah, like despite uh, the the horribleness of the world and the situation, um, the, you know, the book schedule and publishing carries on. So, you know, started you know Liz into darkness stuff too. I had you on the show for that, and and uh, yeah. that came out and so great. Um, Thank you, Jen. So- go the Jen go the distance came out earlier uh, April. Uh, April. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we've got a new twisted sister, Farah Roshan. Is it Roshan? Roshan? Am I how am I saying it, Ryan? Does anyone know? I'm not it? sure. Are you sure? <laughs> I, no, I actually I think I asked this in an email, but we've never we spoke aloud for one Zoom session and okay. I'm not sure. So apologies to Farah. I don't I'm sorry if I'm I'm ruining your last name. It looks like Roshan to me or Roshan, but um uh, the new Twisted Sisters, that's super cool. She's got one coming out next year. And we have a, another best-selling Twisted Sister this year, Elizabeth Lim with Six Crins and Cranes. I don't know if you guys check that book out. Yes, it, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. God, I had yeah, I had her on the show for that book. And man, I love that book so much. So great. So um, New York Times bestseller, Elizabeth Lim. So yeah, the, you guys are stacked. <laughs> you have like... It's, it is, a, we, we are, I, I won't lie, we are, we are a powerhouse. But um, <laughs> in some ways, the best part of this whole thing is just uh, emailing and talking to each other offline. Um, yes. All the fame and whatever <laughs> money aside, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really lonely being a writer. Um, yeah, most, right. most of your friends are not writers and having like three other women who you can like talk to, like, you know, you're not no one's supposed to read reviews you don't google yourself but sometimes it accidentally happens yeah and you see something and you know you get very upset perhaps you cry perhaps you binge eat hard to say but then like with with these 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 other three women not only we're all writers we're all like ya writers and we're all doing this disney stuff and there's absolutely like no shame in opening up about the the harder aspects of the business so that's been really great for me oh that's super cool jed you guys have like a like a google chat that just stays open or how do you guys it's not just through email is it or do you have something live going well um you know I, it kind of feels like our own sisterhood of the traveling pants like yeah. you know the twins <laughs> yeah. pass from one to the next and yeah. we all support each other's books and, and and our other publishing endeavors and um, you know, Liz, Elizabeth and I have, you know, met in person and had lunch and celebrated together. Of course, we haven't since the pandemic started. We keep saying we can't wait for the world to 
you know, write itself and we can get together again. And we can't wait to meet Farah in person yeah. and celebrate her. But, you know, I feel like we, we email each other routinely when we have other things going on, you know, we'll, you know, everybody supports each other. It, it really does feel like this lovely sisterhood that I feel so lucky to be a part of. Cause as Liz said, it's, it's just so nice to have other writers to talk to who know exactly, you know, what you're doing day in and day out and, and what you're going through sometimes. I'm not going to say if, because that's just a shitty way to put it. When the four of you get together, we have to, it's got to, please document it. I need to see that video or picture or something. That's just, I, I need to see that. And eventually at some point there'll, there'll be a convention somewhere where the four of you will be on stage and that will just be, uh, that'll be pretty awesome. That'll be so much fun. Oh, that would be, that would be so great. Um, I will, I'm uh, Disney. I'll host it. I don't even care. You can call me anytime. Um, (laughs) So Jen, what the hell's lost legends? So that's a new middle grade series with Disney and each book in the series is going to focus on a different young Disney hero, um, orphaned hero, I should say around the age of 12, Um, pretty much before they became a hero, like how they got their start. And the first one is the origin story for Eugene Fitzherbert, a.k.a. Flynn Rider, uh, which I feel like he's the best one to start with. I'm so excited. Hold on. They they have to be an orphan? Well, it just Mm -hmm. kind of seems like... Is that the rule? That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know if it's necessarily a rule, but I will say the ones that are planned, they all happen to be these young orphans. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm gonna bug you off air to tell me what they are. Yeah, um, so off air we can talk more about. Okay, her, okay. Flynn is Eugene is book one, which again, remember, you know, if you know anything about Flynn, he thinks he's an orphan, and then if you've watched Tangled the series, which is so phenomenal, yeah. um, you know, Eugene does learn that his dad is out there. He had lost his mom, but um, he does reconnect with his dad, so he's not technically an orphan, although he thinks he is in this book. Right. And so I was going to ask this question for both of you. So what there's there's a lot of stuff out there for Rapunzel and, you know, we've uh, Tangled and Tangled series and all sorts of things. And we'll start with Liz, maybe. What was your main uh, source material that you used for this? Oh, the movie. The movie, um, okay. I, yeah, I didn't really yeah. draw from the TV series. The movie and um, the original story. Which movie? Princess it. Princess Bride or... <laughs> 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 which by the way thanks Angel. for making me cry i had forgotten when we talked last time you sort of like get, you told me that so you didn't give me the details obviously but you sort of told me what the what the general idea was and i'd forgotten and then <laughs> and then i picked this book up and started reading and i was crying instantly um bald my so, eyes yeah <laughs> so for those of you who, who haven't had, don't have a copy of it yet i've couched i don't <laughs> oh, yeah. no. you know mine <laughs> I don't either. So I don't have a, a solid cover pick yet. Um, I mean, a, a so of course it makes sense that I am currently holding a hardcover version of what once was mine. Holy! <laughs> are you? I'm not. Jo- me. I am not joking. I'm holding it in my hands right now. Wow! And um, and 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 Liz, like it's thick. Yes. It's thick. Five hundred <laughs> pages. I yeah. You yeah. couldn't, you couldn't help you it. A good store. You get to really tuck into one of Liz's books and stay with those characters. For oh, a while. I know. I flew. You are so nice. I flew you through. So sweet. Oh no, I uh, I flew through it. Yeah, I did. I read it in one day. I didn't. didn't it's, hey. one of, it's one of those books you you don't want to uh, you don't want to stop for sure. Um, 
So, okay, so though, for those of us who don't yeah. have a hard copy of the book, including <laughs> the author, um, uh, the story of uh, Rapunzel uh, of Tangled is told um, while uh, a brother is sitting with his sister um, in a real-world, modern-day uh, chemo ward, and his sister has cancer, and she's getting chemo, and she loves Tangled, and so he's offering to tell her a new version of the story, and that's how the Twisted Tale is told. It's his version. And he has to promise to keep it, like... Um, you know, within the, the the bounds of the original story, and not like tease her by throwing in stormtroopers or robots or anything like that. And he does. Right, and that's like um, right, and that's sort of her. That's Disney talking to you, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That, no, well, no, no, no. I mean, I, no, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was like we'll we'll get to that. But I want to ask, sort of like, what was it? You know, of course, what's important to what what's like must haves and what's must you know can can goes right type of thing. But uh, um, really, I, I yeah, I like I said, I'd forgotten sort of that that you were you're gonna throw that twist in there. It's not that really a twist, but uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd forgotten and. Uh, to your credit, Liz, you, you're very honest and open. You have that beautiful, uh, in the author's notes at the end, you talk about your real life situation with your sister. And um, I was bawling. Yeah. I was bawling. Oh. No, I was actual tears. I was so, I mean, look, I've got lots of cancer and history in my family and stuff. So like I've been, been there, been to the hospitals, done all that stuff. And uh, um, yeah, like you just want to say, you know, beautiful, beautiful story. I'm glad, you know, you, this is, is this a spoiler? Your sister's all right. I don't know. Yeah, no, my sister's fine. Just, uh, yeah. It's real life, but I'm like, yeah. can I ruin that? Am I allowed to say that? No, uh, no, she's okay. She's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's, I thought that's a fine thing to ruin. Um, yeah. You asked me what some of my influences on the story were. Um, yeah. Like one of the most important parts of both the original story and of course the, the Disney movie is her hair. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I, my sister lost her hair when she was undergoing a treatment for breast cancer, she's completely fine now, but um, it was, it was good. You know, there's a, there's a lot going on there with like what kind of wig she chose. Um, Mm. It didn't look, it didn't look like her, her actual hair. She chose this this beautiful long blonde um, thing, which no one in my family, well, actually my kids are blonde, which is kind of weird for me, but whenever it's for my kid, everyone in my family is a brunette. Anyway, so that was that sort of that's definitely fed into the whole story of hair and what it means. And um, what if she had silver hair because she drank the or her mother drank the infusion of the moonflower mm-hmm. instead of the, 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 the sundrop flower? It, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful, you know, part that you of your own life that you included in the story. And it adds so much emotional weight to a story that I didn't really find emotional before. But now I do after reading this book, like, Aww. you know, yes, you know, new Rapunzel didn't care. I'm talking about like the classic, um, you know, seen Tangled, seen a bit of the series, liked it. Sure. But I don't know. There was just a disconnect. I just didn't connect with it emotionally for whatever reason. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This this whole package, Liz, that you put together for this, putting your own you know, your own stuff into it and added so much emotional weight. And I thought it was so fucking great. Like, yeah, it was. Oh, it thank was, you. Yeah, it was really, really great. So um, I also uh, have to give credit to my sister. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, because yes. not, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. no, not just not just for her illness, but also because she came up with the term murder hair. Ah, (laughs) and then if people who haven't read it will have no idea what we're talking about but uh okay so uh having having drunken the infusion from the moondrop flower um it 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 seems as though her her hair has the power to kill not heal that's right um 
apparent allegedly. Allegedly, so, uh, murder <laughs> hair. Okay, that's oh, that's oh, that's a cool little bit of uh, a little factoid, a little factoid, because uh, yeah, murder hair, com- murder hair comes up a couple of times. Has she read the book yet? Um, I don't know. She's read the author's note, and I got her to look it over and um, basically approve it and make changes to it as she thought was necessary. And she uh, has read the interstitials about the 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 kids in okay. the, the young adults in the cancer ward. Um, but she's not read the book yet. She has a, as I, as I mentioned, the note, she's got a um, nine month old baby. Mm. So, and she had, a, had her during the lockdown. So it's been pretty busy for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's busy anytime without a lockdown. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, listen, uh, because I feel like I'm part of the family now, I'm glad she's doing great. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, Jen, I, I'd never really considered, you know, it's that little bombshell about all these books are, are, are orphans or the first few anyways. Um, did you do any anything about, or, like, first of all, what, what, in, what did source material did you look to for Flynn? And was there anything with orphans that you look into? Because it's such a, it's a touchy subject. And like, you know, you, there's, this isn't Oliver Twist, but it's like, there's, you know, a lot of things you can get into as far as the emotional states of orphans. And and, and uh, looking at sort of how they became orphans can, you know, all sorts of a variety of ways kids becomes orphans. It's usually not a good situation, right? Well, you know, the thing with Flynn was, you know, when he starts at when Eugene starts out in the book, he he thinks his parents are out there somewhere. That's how the story starts. He's convinced they must be out there in the world and he wants to find them. Um, The truth is his dad is out there. What I was lucky to have is I could use Tangled the series as, you know, part of his world. It's considered canon. And Chris Sonnenberg, um, who, you know, worked on this story, this series and did this series, he was invaluable to me to ask questions about Eugene and his backstory and all these things that Chris knew that I didn't know from just looking at Tangled the movie. Right. And so, um, you know, he's just incredible. And Disney connected me with him and we texted a bunch. And then what happened was before the pandemic, he sent me a text and he's like, hey, I'm in New York City. Can you meet me in Midtown and we'll talk about Eugene? And I was like, oh, I'm I'm about an hour and a half from New York City and I'm about to pick my kids up from school. Like, there's no way I can get in there in the next hour. So he's like, I'll come to you. And I was like, what? And he did. He jumped on the Long Island Railroad and I picked him up at the train station. We had never met and we went to Starbucks and he was incredible. We sat there for like an hour and a half. And then I sent him off in an Uber to go to his next adventure. And he was able to tell me, you know, more about Eugene's dad and the Lost Kingdom and what books, because, you know, Flynn Rider, Eugene gets his name from a book he read in the orphanage called The Tales of Flynn Rider. And so Chris was able to give me like the backstory on that and actual names of books that Flynn had in his possession from his dad and just like all this really cool stuff. And, and so he was invaluable to me. And sometimes I would reach out to him and I'd be like, Hey, you know, when you did, you know, an episode featuring teen Eugene, did he do this or did he say that? And um, that was just really nice to have him be able to talk to me about, um, you know, how old Flynn is. I don't know if anybody realizes this, but Flynn is about age 24 in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which I never really picked up on. So then I had to do a lot of math working on my book. I'm like, okay, 
you know, if my book takes place when he's 12 and, you know, how old is Rapunzel and how long has she been missing? And, you know, what is the world like and where are the pub thugs and could Maximus <laughs> exist? Could, um, could Cassandra, who's a part of the series, could she somehow play a small part in this? And, and so that was fun. Kind of like, it was kind of like a puzzle that I had to solve and put the pieces together. Um, that's sort of the orphan dream, isn't it? Like I, I, I have to think every yeah. orphan has that fantasy of, of their parents. It was a mistake and right. They, right. they find them somehow and, and they get this yes. big, happy, tearful reunion. Right. Um, right. And so Flynn's no doesn't happen in the book, at least, you know, cause Flynn is right. 12 the whole time, but right. Right. Um, and like you said, sort of, and this isn't, I, I have your book too. I don't know if you have yours yet. <laughs> so. I, I, well, I have advances. Of, I, you know, I have an I, arc. I don't have a finished. I've got an arc. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, do have it's uh, and this isn't, this is just, this isn't really a spoiler, but yeah. So like, you know, one of the, one of the only things he has from his father is a book. Right. So it's very important, you know, and, and when you, when you have that connection to this parent that you don't know through story, through tales, yeah, you sort of like your, I, th I would think your brain just sort of creates this fantasy, doesn't it? Because in absence yeah. of reality, what else do we have? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he has this best friend, Arnwaldo Schnitz, who goes by the <laughs> strongbow, and strongbow, who's in the series, yeah. but he's in the orphanage with him. And, you know, um, Arnie slash Lance uh, does not, you know, think his parents are alive. So, right, you know, right. he kind of keeps Flynn grounded in a way. They are each other's family. That's the whole point of the two of them. They they are family. And um, it was, you know, fun to have that relationship. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of grooming going on in both of these books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Baron for, for you, Jen. But uh, Liz, you know. This like a lot of these old older stories, older tales. I'm I'm constantly reminded of of like uh, Kayla Ancrum re released Darling earlier this year, and it's a Peter Pan retelling, a modern, it's a contemporary version, and it do it doesn't shy away from the subtext of like J. M. Barry's original work, right? Which is kind of fucking creepy and weird. Um, so like, if you're you know when you think about as, as the writer of Straight Up the Morning, I'll I have to say I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm asking you this question first. Um, you know, if you're like a lot of these old stories, if you're to like take a step back, right. And, and look at them in a real world context, you're like, geez, that's pretty messed up. So yeah, like Rapunzel's no different. And, and, and you're, and you actually kind of, you actually lean into that a lot in this book with, you know, like I said, with the grooming aspect and it's, there's some grooming in Jen's book to Jen, like Baron sort of like, not, maybe not grooming, but like, you know, massages Flynn a little bit, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentally. Yeah. I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean yeah. physically, there's yeah. no massaging yeah. going on. Um, but yeah, Liz, talk about sort of like leaning into sort of like some of the, the darker elements of this story, which just, you, you, just the fact that you've switched it to the moonstone. Uh, Wait, now, now I'm curious. What do you mean by grooming in my book? I'm not so, sure I understand. Right. So like uh, Gothel is. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the relationship between Gothel and Rapunzel, basically. Well, there's okay, so there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of questions um, in the movie Tangled that are difficult to answer as right. a writer. Um, one of which, sorry, I'm gonna I, I will get to your question in a second, but uh, one one of the biggest of which is how does a person remain sane um, yeah. in reality, locked in a tower? for 20, 20 years, um, uh, ironically or purposefully or kismetically, I was writing and editing this during the lockdowns. Mm. So um, that made it very real. Um, that scene where she's like putting together a puzzle 
Mm-hmm. And um, my family didn't really do the jigsaw puzzle things so much during the the lockdowns. I we're just not jigsaw puzzle people. Um, we're more World of Warcraft people. But that that aside, um, so like there's questions. What is it actually like being a person who does not go insane after right. being locked up for 20 years? Um, the person who takes care of you, um, or 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 as you said, grooms you. Uh, what exactly is her relationship like humans have a tendency to unless you're a psychopath you know fall in love with or at least come to empathize with someone you're forced to spend a lot of time with Mm -hmm. so the question is did gothel ever actually feel like a mother to rapunzel Mm. um was she just being straight up a psychopath who was uh sorry in in my my version of the story um uh, because obviously Gothel isn't being healed by or, or made young by her hair. She is um, keeping her intact to uh, in, in the tower to sell her hand into marriage as um, basically a, a weapon because she's got this murder hair or this alleged murder hair. And so this is a, this is a time uh, in history when a lot of Eastern Europe was starting to starting to, you know, there's a lot of barons fighting other barons and um, empires being to coalesce. So everyone wanted this possible weapon. Um, so the question is, while she was doing this, did, did she ever have any feelings for Rapunzel at all? And that is something Rapunzel has to grasp with. Um, I don't I don't answer it neatly, but it's something that she grapples with throughout the book. And it's hard to suddenly realize that uh, someone you've looked to as a mother um, is not really by any definition of the term a mother. Right. It, it's something that can't be answered neatly to your point either. Like I, I kept thinking of, remember that movie Room with Brie Larson? It was based on a book, <laughs> uh, based on yeah. a book, right? Like, you yeah. know, the, the, the guy that like took her and kept her, he, like, I believe that he thinks he loved her. You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's like, you know, that's, it's not healthy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like, I used to work for the SPCA. I was an investigator for animal cruelty years and years ago. And uh, we would run into these situations where we would, we would enter a house and these, uh, a couple usually older and they would have oh, like, they would have yeah. like, they would have like 80 cats because they think they were helping them get off the street yes. to take yes. care of them or whatever. But it's like, you can imagine what a small apartment or house is like with 80 cats living in it. And like, just, you know, like hazmat suits, the whole, like, it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. It's not great. And uh, so, but I believe they thought they were doing the right thing. I don't think Othel, from her point of view, ever in, in, in my telling a story ever thought she was right. And doing she, the right thing. And to your point, Gina, who is Gina, we'll talk about Gina. Um, <laughs> um, Gina and Flynn say a few times to uh, to Rapunzel, like, I can't believe you're saying, <laughs> like, how are you not, yeah. how are you not crazy, right? So, well, it's a question a viewer or a reader has. Yeah. How is this possible? This is what I'm talking about. Like, when you take, when you take a step back and look at these, some of these old Disney stories from a real world perspective, you're like, this doesn't make any sense, but um how did you not uh, see that I mean, door? The door was there the whole time. Um, uh, <laughs> but um, Jen, what's uh, Flynn Rider shows up in both books. And like you said, you give us sort of the origin, somewhat of, I guess it's the origin story. Are we calling it that? We're allowed to call it that, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. And um, you, you seemed particularly excited about telling this. What's, 
what's so special about Flynn Rider? You slash AKA Eugene, I guess, I guess it's Eugene, AKA Flynn Rider. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, from the minute I saw Tangled, I, I loved him. If you could have like a crush on an animated character, I would have to say it was Flynn. He just was, you know, charming that, you know, he was always so concerned with his hair. He was this thief <laughs> who had this, um, his you size know, of his nose as well, which the size of his nose, they couldn't get his yeah. nose right. Um, <laughs> you know, and yet, you know, he comes through for Rapunzel in a big way in the movie. And so to get to explore like how this kid became the Flynn we meet in the movie was just so much fun to me. Um, and to try to pull in as many characters as I could and get, you know, it's, it's such a privilege as a writer to get to talk about like the origin of a character and where they came from and how their life started out. And I really pulled from, you know, there's that scene in Tangled where he's talking to Rapunzel and just talking about what his real name is and how he got his name and, you know, the book he read in the orphanage and, you know, for a kid with nothing, how, you know, it meant so much and um, kind of shaped his world. So to get to then create that world was just a lot of fun. Yeah, the thing is though, like he can't just be a good-looking guy, right? No, he like cannot. there's got there's got to be some substance there, and like there's a he's got that one funny line in the movie where he's like, you know, time to turn on the smolder or whatever. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of a stupid line, but it, it does. I admit it makes me laugh every time. But uh, um, he, he, there's got to be, and Liz leans leans into this a bit too, right? Like there's the Flynn when he's trying to put on a show or act a certain way, but then when you you know you he's when you get him alone, he's, he can act a little differently. So what was important to you, Jen, about showing that? Cause you can't, like I said, he can't just be a dashing, good looking guy. He, he would just be a mimbo, right? We don't, right. you can't have a mimbo. Right. You gotta have something else there. So what was important right. to you that, that has to come across besides just being ridiculously good looking? Well, you know what? I also, I, I also struggled with the fact that, you know, when we meet Flynn entangled, he's a thief. Right. And so now you've got 12 year old um, Eugene slash Flynn. And it's like, are we promoting stealing and robbing and becoming a thief? Like, how do we reconcile this? Which, um, you know, I had to really think about, um, and I don't want to give too much away in the book, but he goes on this journey where he is presented with this opportunity to you know, make some money, which would allow him to make his way in the world with his best friend and search for his family. But he also knows doing what's required of him would not be the right thing to do. And it actually, what he has to do, I'm, I'm being so cryptic here, relates <laughs> to um, Rapunzel in some way and the king and queen and the search for this, you know, missing princess. And so he has to decide, you know, what's more important, um, you know, going on, you know, making money so that he can go on a journey or protecting someone who really could need help out there in the world. And so just kind of trying to figure out his character arc and who he is as a person and what's most important was really what I tried to focus on in the story. He is not, while we, on the outside, we do see this vain guy entangled. We learn there's a lot more underneath. And at 12, you know, he doesn't, Eugene doesn't really know who he is yet. Um, so he's finding himself and finding his way in the world. Yeah. And, and we need to remind people that he's 12. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, like, 12. <laughs> but he's doing some pretty cool shit for 12. Like when I was, I don't know if you guys, I don't remember. I don't even remember 12, right. Who remembers 12? Like, I don't know what it was. It was Gar I was playing with star Wars toys and transformers and whatever. Like I wasn't doing half the shit 
I not even half. I wasn't doing any of the stuff that Flynn was doing. You didn't so, join a circus at age. No, 12? I surprised. I know, I know. It's it's. I know. I I, I scream circus, but uh, no, no circus for me. But um, um, uh, but yeah. So yeah, let's let's keep that in mind. And even and even uh, Liz and your story too. Like I mean, I know Flynn's a little older, but but Rapunzel, like she's a teenager. So let's let's cut everyone some slack here as far as what they're, sh- what they should know and what they shouldn't know. Right. But um, um, Liz, so like you already talked about sort of like the long hair. I mean, that's, there's certain things about Rapunzel you have to have, right. right, um, right. What was, you know, besides the hair, maybe in the tower, like what was sort of the things you, you right away, like when you were maybe just sort of writing some notes down or, or you know, about sort of plot points, what was, what were like must haves, you know, again, besides. Well, the, the biggest thing um, from a, a non-physical standpoint is um, you, what kind of personality does survive uh, a 20 year imprisonment. Yeah. Um, and so the most, the hardest and most important thing in the book was to uh, render a character that is suddenly forced to grow having something been exposed to the outside world, but also has like limitless optimism. Yes. Coupled with coupled with um, sort of an endurance and a desire to get to the place she wants to be. Right. Like um, she it's true, like, you know, according to the movie, she's like waiting for her life to begin. Um, but in that time, she's also found all these things to fill her time. Like she's doing everything she can to be, you know, efficient and energetic and, and not go insane. So um, the personality was definitely the most important thing. She had to be really, really um, bright, um, not easily, uh, not easily uh, let down by the circumstances around her, um, which one of the other the characters points out will make her, her a great queen someday mm-hmm. because she believes, she believes there will always be a, a fix or an answer to any situation. You just have to think hard enough. Um, so that was one of the things. The other thing was her bare feet. Yes. Weirdly. Yeah. Um, she's, yeah. she's in a tower. She doesn't. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a Scottish version of Rapunzel, which is where um, a king locks his daughter because he wants to keep her safe up in the highest tower and like lines the inside of the tower with soft rugs and, I don't know, animal fur. And there's nothing hard or sharp in the room. And kind, kind of like like in 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 homage to that she she doesn't have bare, she doesn't wear shoes because why would you um and it's all like there's a lot of references to her walking outside you know feeling grass for the first time um when she meets um a good wife basically a, a good witch um that good witch also she's a she's a crone she's much older but she's also barefoot and she's like ah you like being connected to the ground and there's there's a whole like you know, despite being high up in the tower, there's something very grounded about Rapunzel and she's always connected with the earth and the people around her. So I would say her personality and her bare feet, weirdly, are, you know, aside from the hair, uh, are were two very important. Aside from the Stabbington story. brothers, I mean, you had to have those. Kind of <laughs> um, so you mentioned the good wife and I was going to talk about, so you, you do use this uh, opportunity to introduce some new characters, um, Gina. Yeah. Gina and the good wife. Uh, Gina's uh, good wife is Gina's mother. Um, Gina's a uh, sort of is, a, is the female Flynn Rider, I guess. Right? I mean, I mean, she, uh, kind of, but I she's mean, not. She's she's not as talky. She's 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 much shyer. No, I mean, um, okay. Sorry, let me let me rephrase that. Not per, I don't mean personality wise or anything like that. I just mean she's sort of uh, she's uh, in that group. She hangs out with the. Uh, she's a rogue. She she's might, a rogue. She yes, might yes. actually be a little more 
like roguish than Flynn Rider, although we don't. Right, right. That. <laughs> um, she's fantastic. Uh, probably my favorite character in the book. Um, yeah, I love Gina. She just she's all those things you want, right? And then like she's she gives Flynn such a hard time, which is there's so much opportunity for for levity there, right? The, the two of them going back and forth with each other because to your point, they are different, but run in the same circles. It's and uh, you do a really great job of having them sort of like diametrically opposed, but both genuine and sincere when it comes to Rapunzel, which I thought was really important. Um, and then you also give us Bathroy, Bathory. 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 I, I don't speak Czechoslovakian. Um, so I don't want to say really too much, but <laughs> you've already mentioned about how, you know, Rapunzel is being auctioned off, right? To, um, yes. to a bunch of people to be used as a weapon to yeah. be either, to either be married or for other reasons. Now, well, basically the marriage is just like a license to use it. Like, so, right. so her hair, murder hair can kill, you know, if you're, you know, back then and actually less than a hundred years ago in America as well, if you're married to a guy, he owns all property of you. So like right. you've got this hair that kills. Now you've got something that's like awesome. To right. But not all, the, but know. it's not all men though being in the auction. No, no, no. And it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. That was fun because we, yeah. we don't know a lot about her. She was a real historic character. That's right. Um, yeah. There, there are, there are stories that she used to bathe in the blood of virgins to keep her um, skin clear. Although that might've all been made up by the patriarchy because she was a powerful woman. Don't know. But um, one of the things I liked about making her up is that she sounds like a feminist. She comes across like a feminist. She's like, I think, you know, women being sold as chattel, as, as wives is, um, is, is terrible and old fashioned and awful. Um, she should be sold as a servant. I should own her as a servant. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you think she's going to be cool and you're like, oh no, she sucks just in a different way. She's, she's dark. Like there's no doubt about it. And, and <laughs> I do so much darker before my editor was like, let's bring this back a little bit. Well, the thing is too, and I guess I did some reading about the real true life Bathory and like, that's, that's some weird shit, but I also like it's that you so mentioned weird. And you meant, I'm glad you mentioned it though, because it's not necessarily all true. We don't know. And it could have yeah. been just a bunch of men who wanted her land. And exactly. it also could have been the church that didn't particularly like uh, the faith she was practicing at the time. So yes. um, we're not sure. <laughs> we're not sure. So I'm, I'm sad. Like I, you yeah. know, I'm making her a villain. I don't know, but really, know I'm not going to say villain, I'm, but I'm going to say uh, definitely uh, goes to like the beat of her own drum. Um, yeah. Jen, you, this serves as an origin story for Arnwaldo Schnitz a little bit too. Um, yeah. What a great name, eh? What a great name. <laughs> um, AKA Lance Strongbow. And he's, um, yeah, definitely in the series, Tangled the Series, we get a lot of, not a lot, but we get, you know, a good, we get to see him. And uh, yeah. So talk about sort of like, because I love this. We And both of you, please correct me because I'm probably going to be wrong here, but I don't really recall a lot of like male friendships like this in disney mm. yeah actually that's true i don't know liz there are a lot i mean i'm trying to think are there a, i mean i know we focus a lot on the princesses but yeah are Flynn the stabbington's or, brothers or are they just they're, like men oh i thought they're bro yeah they are brothers no, I, know, I know i was thinking yeah. like philosophically they're, they oh i see yeah yeah, yeah relationship and i mean like yeah. outs and i mean uh, completely separate from a triangle too like where there isn't a girl in the mix at all like, right yeah no uh yeah. solid male friendship Hmm. Yeah, like bros. It's, it's like it's like a bros thing here, and I love it. 
Yeah. I, I, you know, I've clear, I've never gotten to do a book like that before and focus on this male friendship like that. And they are, they are brothers, um, in every sense of the world word, um, except by blood. Right. And they are each other's person. And so they go through a, uh, a crisis in this book that causes them to question their friendship with one another and they have to find their way back to one another. And I loved getting to focus on that because, you know, having, um, I have boys myself mm-hmm. and, um, you know, having observed, you know, boy friendships over the years, they, you know, it was, you know, it was a whole new world for me as a mom, but it's so important to see how these friendships shape their lives and how important they are to them. So like to get to do this buddy comedy, which is really what I think <laughs> of it as, as, you know, Flynn and Lance, AKA Eugene and Arnie, um, you know, against the world was just, uh, it was new for me and I really enjoyed it. What was like, you know, again, where did you decide? Because this is, you know, he's 12 the whole book, I guess. But like, was there any, um, this doesn't really, like there's, it doesn't connect necessarily to other stuff that we know about only by name, right? Like there's some, some, the kingdom's the same, obviously, and stuff like that. But right, you don't, you don't really wrap anything up is what I'm trying to say. Like no, like no. there's more story to tell. And it was that was that the idea? Like, was that and that's that, that sort of what Disney wanted from you out of this? Like, they're just like, just just give us a just give us like a few weeks in his life. You know, we're not looking to connect anything necessarily or. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it really is just this like glimpse into his life at age 12. I mean, the series gives you more of a glimpse into his life, you know, cause it does flashbacks um, where you get to see teenage Flynn and teenage Lance. Um, but you know, I just kind of like, it's like one chapter in his story, um, you know, a starting off point, which I enjoy. Could there be more chapters? That would be great. That would be really fun. But, you know, it was kind of hard to wrap things up because it takes place so much before when we meet him in the movie or when we meet him in the TV show. So, um, it's just a snippet. Did you, Liz, did you and Jen talk at all? Did you guys write these at the same time or was there any talk at all? Because I mean, there is one small connection to these two books and I don't, it's not a spoiler at all to say this, but you know, Liz in, in your story, because the queen finds herself without a child, without a daughter, she leans into the orphanage, right? Makes that her, um, yeah. her, her, her priority in life, Maybe not priority, but you know what I mean? Like puts her heart and soul yeah. into making sure the or- the local orphanages, which she's been told is in, is in disrepair gets going in the right direction and starts to go in a better spot. And that comes up in your book too, right, Jen, at the end anyways. Um, <laughs> it I, does. It does. But no, we, I mean, it's yeah. I didn't talk. That is very um, interesting. We talk about a lot of things, but we did not talk about our plots of these books while we were writing them. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, again, they're not, they're not, it's not necessarily plot, but it's just something that comes up. Right. Because, yeah. um, you know, in both books we're, there's so much talk about the king queen, but they're off screen the whole time. So it's like, okay, well, what are they doing besides moping and crying? Um, they got to right. be, they have a kingdom to run. They're still in charge. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah. I thought that was just a really nice sort of little thing to squeeze in there. That, okay. That's what she's doing. And the king is just crying the whole time, but we're not sure what he's doing, but he's upset. He's lost his child. Um, so, Liz, what, what, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So, you know, Liz, you, that's the one thing I liked about your book too, was um, it feels like we're constantly like, it's like, we're right. All this action is happening. Like it feels like just outside of the gate, you know what I mean? And yeah, well, it's a small country. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Corona. And uh, 
so it's like all this is going on, but this is probably just maybe me extrapolating a bit, but like, I'm just like, there's, you establish that the, you know, the kingdom is like, there's a dark cloud over this whole thing because of what happened. And like people have felt this absence of Rapunzel, even though they don't even know it or who or why in a lot of ways. Well, you gotta believe that, you know, despite their, the, the queen's desire to, to improve the orphanages and the king's gonna busy himself in his kingdom and, you know, whatever he carves in his man cave or whatever, um, yeah. there's still going to be a little, there's, they're not going to be the strong people they would have been if they hadn't gone through this tragedy. That's right. So, um, and, you know, I think I mentioned somewhere about eventually the peasants took down the morning crepe, although it was still left up in some places in the castle because right. everyone else was like, okay, let's, it's, we got to, we have to live. Um, yeah, it's a it was a dark time. Um, let's kind of last sort of books specific question, Liz. What the moon, the magic in this book? It goes according to the phases of the moon. Yeah. Um, talk about where you got that idea because that's really cool. Oh man, um, what I want to say, word for word, probably would be edited out. So I'm going to go with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with ancient goddesses and um, okay. the national yep. rhythms of the moon cycle. And um, the fact that like the sun had so much, like it was such an important element of the movie where like it was the sun dropped flower. And then the sun was the Royal symbol of <laughs> Corona, the kingdom. Um, so I wanted the moon since it was the moon drop flower to have just as significant a presence um, in, in the world. So in this case, as the moon changes, um, so her powers change. And when it's whole to half to a quarter and she's part of the book is her figuring out what happens with each time. That's right. And how much of it is related to killing or hurting things. That's right. But she's, she's, she's raised thinking that she, I mean, this is not a spoiler you find out in the first couple chapters. The reason she's locked up in a tower is because her hair can kill people magically and she doesn't want to hurt anyone again. Right. This is the inverse of the sunflower. It's it's the opposite exactly. of what the sunflower is supposed to do. And um, yes. so rather than be, yeah, exactly. So, but it's interesting how that, like it's, it's I'm, I almost had a small switch, but it's a pretty major switch, but um, that just, it's, it's interesting how that changes everything. Right. Cause it changes, yeah. it changes like, you know, motivations and, and, you know, the way people react and how she reacts to people. And like, imagine, you know, it's like, Oh, my hair can keep you young. Yeah. Touch it all you want. <laughs> right. To, you know, to yeah. get, get the fuck away from me. I can't even cut it because I'll die. Yeah. Like, that's, and that, that's, a, that's a huge part of her throughout the book is she, she freaks out when people come near her hair. That's right. And everyone's like, Oh, it's cause your hair is so pretty and special. And you're like a princess or something. She's like, no, it will kill you if you touch me. That's right. And imagine that, like just being afraid, like, and there's, and that's a real condition in people who are afraid to have people touch them. Right. Like in real life. So it's like, like you said, 20 years. And then all of a sudden you're thrust into this world surrounded by people. And there's just opportunities for this, for people, you know, to want to touch you and touch you forcibly or, or otherwise. And, and, and even just the idea of people wanting to touch you because they like you, right? It's yeah. just, it's uh, such a crazy thing. Brushing um, a leaf out of your hair. That, right. Just an innocent, could it be anything, right? So anyways, pretty uh, pretty cool stuff um, on both sides. I really like, uh, I really like the origin stories 
Jen, that you put together. And I think that's really cool. And I agree. There's, there's more story to tell. There's more story to tell. Speaking of more stories to tell, here's a free one for you. Twisted sisters, 20,000 leagues under the sea. What if captain Nemo was a totally reasonable person? (laughs) (laughs) You can have that. That's yours. Do what you want with it. Um, So uh, what's what, what are you guys working on next? Because I mean, next year is the, is, is Liz and, and Farah. So I don't think there's any uh, twisted tales coming from me, either of you, unless I'm totally wrong or we're not allowed to know yet, but um, uh, I don't... what's going on? Jen, Jen what are you working are we... on? Uh, no, not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, All right. There's, we can't talk. No, understood. There, there, are, there are things coming in the future, which we're involved with, which I, Jen, I don't think we can, talk about yet right are you i don't think so right or is there any yeah. non-disney stuff that you're working on that you're allowed to talk about oh my um, god do you hear that quiet <laughs> yeah i mean yeah yeah uh, there's I mean, my there's, answer yeah there's a uh, there's stuffed um the series stuff more more to come there you do another stuff. Um, oh, yeah. thank thank Hopefully. you nice. and um uh, more more another a new mid-grade series hopefully um, okay next all right so, yeah. so we'll wait we'll wait for announcements for both of you then and i have Did... one i have 12 to 22 coming out next summer which is kind of like my ode to 13 going on 30 okay a 12 year old who finds a birthday filter on tiktok and makes a wish to be 22 which you know taylor swift said is the perfect age and uh, she wakes up in her 22 year old body and realizes maybe what she thought she wanted from her life at age 12 um, is not what um, it's, you know, is not what she really wanted it to be when she wakes up in this 22 year old body. So it's, um, it's fun and sweet and kind of like, that's my amazing. Birthday. Yeah, I'm excited. And who are we to go against Taylor Swift? The advice of Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah, Taylor knows all. Um, <laughs> what's with you and 12 year olds? I guess. I don't know. I'm middle grade. That is the heart that's, of middle grade. 12 years. Right. Yeah. DLA. Makes sense. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so this is going to air. So at this point, this is going to air actually late September, the week of, of uh, Jen's book. So um, uh, what once was mine is out already in the world. So please you know, buy that no. beautiful view that it will. Oh, it will have been. Yes. Yes. Cause it's Sorry. September 7th for, for what once was mine. This is going to air the release of, of Flynn Rider. So uh, what once was mine is already out in the world. Please buy that wherever you buy your books. Um, Lost legends, the rise of Flynn Rider is coming out this week. Uh, again, please buy this book wherever you buy your books. I can't wait to see um, this lost legend series. I'm excited for it. Um, I can't see we see who's next. And, and uh God, can you, 12 Twisted Tales. Can you guys believe it? That's nuts. Amazing. Right? Like. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, Liz has written 11 of them, so it's kind of. Uh, no. God. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, no. Um, no, what did seven? I say? Seven? Seven. 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 This is your seventh. Yeah, yeah. Um, 12 books it's so great um what a great series and you guys know i'm a fan of it so i hope i'm you know selfishly hoping it goes on forever and ever um there's so many more disney things to that you guys could tap into and twist so um, oh yeah yeah here's yeah, hoping definitely. um and um what are the two next year oh pinocchio and princess and the frog right so those are going to be uh yeah. super yeah. great but like that's what i mean like you just you start thinking about the movies and all these other things and it's just oh it's just it feels endless doesn't it it just feels i mean you know, it, it's, I assume there's some that interest you more than others, but it does really feel like that. Well, just goes on and on, doesn't it? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Th- hopefully. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully. Well, um, Jen and Liz, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you know, I always appreciate it and always have a good time. So have great launches, have great rest of the year. Hopefully maybe fingers crossed, Jen, I'll see you in November down in Charleston and Liz, um, continue to be safe and whenever we'll meet at comic-con we'll we'll meet at some point. I, yeah, I don't even know what's going on with New York comic-con. They're, are they still doing a, uh, I have no idea. The last I heard, they were happening. doing, I think, a hybrid, like an in-person and virtual or something. But I got to think that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I've stopped predicting because <laughs> I'm yeah. wrong every single time. So. <laughs> I know they are tentatively going on with San Diego next year. Right. I know there's talk about that. But. Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll see. One day I, I look yeah. forward to uh, to seeing you, seeing so many people in person. I can't wait. And I know you guys yeah. feel, the same, feel the same way and friends and family and, and whoever, right? But uh, anyways, until then, please and, and be safe out there and uh, enjoy the rest of your year. Thank you, too. Thank you. There you have it. Another episode of Everything is Canon all wrapped up. Huge thanks to both Liz and Jen for taking the time to chat with me. As you can tell, we get along quite well, and I look forward to having them back on the show next year. Both What Once Was Mine and The Rise of Flynn Rider are out now, so pick them up wherever you buy your books. And for more information, head on over to jencolanita.com and lizbroswell.com. As always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen, and head on over to cinelinks.com for the latest movie, TV, books, and gaming news. Please continue to be safe out there. Bye for now.